you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. of Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. This is your NBA 2024 All-Star Weekend Betting Preview. Glad to have you with us. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network here in Indianapolis. As you can see, I'm in beautiful Indianapolis. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash the Action Network, hey, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm at a Fairfield Inn with a picture of a chicken on my wall. Uh, but... But I'm very excited to be in town. Uh, All-Star Weekend's always a really good time. We'll have content for you coming all throughout the weekend on Action Network Social and Action Network uh, YouTube and Action Network, all sorts of stuff. And on this episode, we're going to break down best bets for All-Star Weekend. We're going to give you two bets, two best bets for Saturday night per uh, panelist from our, our group today for Saturday night. And then one bet from the actual All-Star <laughs> game. Always a good time. Should be a good, fun time to bet. Excited to have you with us. On the show, a reminder, everything we talk about can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. That's the best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information where the bets and money are coming in on. Uh, you can also find all sorts of cool stuff. I've got an article in there uh, with a question. Are the Lakers quiet quitting on LeBron James? Ooh. That's right. I said it. Uh, and <laughs> we'll have more stuff. We're going to have a bunch of really good stuff next week, too, that you want to check out in the app. Like we're, <laughs> we're doing a lot of stuff on futures next week to get you primed for the rest of the NBA season. So if you're picking up, if you've been knee-deep in football, watching the best team uh, in this era win another Super Bowl, another one, then you can check out uh, the Action Network app, and you're going to find all sorts of great content in there um, as well. Uh, Oh, YouTube.com slash The Action Network. You get video versions of this show as well as all of our great podcasts and our live show. All right, enough uh, fucking around. Let's get to it. Joining me for All-Star Weekend Preview, I got Joe DeLara from New York City. At Joe Delera in the Action Network app and on Twitter. I got Andrew O'Connor Watts, AO Watts 13 in the Action Network app and on Twitter. And Sean Little in New York, but joining me this weekend in Indianapolis. I'm so excited. I love getting to hang out with Sean. Sean's with me as well. He's on Twitter and in the Action Network app at Chicago Flow. All right. Uh, there's a bunch of ways that we can go about kind of getting into this, but I want to do this in the best bets format because it continues our traditions here on buckets. I want to go around the table. 
and let's start with the Saturday event. So just give me your Saturday best bets. We'll go around, we'll list them, and then we'll give the caps on them, okay? So let's start with Sean. Sean, what are your best bets for Saturday night? I'm going Laurie Markkinen, 22-plus points in the first round of the three-point contest, plus 135 I'm seeing in the market. And then I am going to go Jalen Brown to win the dunk contest, plus 420 on the board. I like it. Uh, Joe Delara, your best bets for Saturday. All right, I like uh, I like Laurie Markkinen to reach the final round at plus two hundred. I also like him to win the three point contest at plus eight hundred. I also like uh, Mac McClung. I'm going to drink this juice. Give me minus one ninety. I don't do not care. This dude is winning the dunk contest. <laughs> okay, uh, Andrew O'Connor Watts. What do you want for Saturday? I'm going to split. My bets into two small ones. I got Cat plus 700 for the three-point contest and Lowry plus 800 to win the three-point contest. Okay. Uh, I am going to go with Tyrese Halliburton to win the three-point contest at plus 550. Uh, and uh, I am going to go with – I'm going. The, you guys look at you all in the dunk contest and three-point contest like fools. Like team Pacers <laughs> in the skills contest. Plus okay. two ten. That's my bet, my best bet for Saturday. All right, let's do this, Sean. You're so excited to get into this. Give me your best bets uh, in the cap for the three point contest. Yeah, we all we all got Laurie Market and Sean Laurie some love, and I got a I got a soft spot for Laurie, man. After what happened with the Bulls, I'm glad that he's moved on and has continued to to grow his game and become very impactful for Utah um, in the NBA still. So. Shout out, Lori. But yes, 22 plus in the first round, plus 135. Last year, he hit 20 points in the first round. He just missed advancing. Now, he had the pressure of not being in the contest before and being in Utah in front of the home crowd. I think everyone's sleeping on Lori a little bit here. Watts laid it out prior to us jumping on. He's shooting 40 plus percent from three. He is a knockdown shooter. And if he gets hot, just like anyone else, he can get going. So I think him coming off of 20 points last year, let me, let me get one more money ball here to hit 22. People are sleeping on Lori. I have no, no deep, deep handicap in here, but I believe Lori is going to hit 22-plus in the first <clears> round <throat> and potentially push it to the next and potentially compete there in the championship round to maybe win it. I like Lori in uh, the three-point. Okay, uh, you, you're like, well, I'm no d- d- big deep cap here, so you're lucky because I'm going to make Joe Delera follow you, and then I'm going to make Andrew O'Connor Watts follow <laughs> Joe so that it's uh, not a good, good – so that Joe <laughs> – so that Andrew yeah, just winds up in. being like, like uh, yeah, w- what he said. Uh, Joe, <laughs> give me your cap on the three-point contest. So I do like Sean's point about Laurie. You know, is he, this is his second competition, so he's kind of gotten to work out a couple of the wrinkles. Uh, Sean made a point off air about how Laurie put his money ball rack in the corner last year. Um, and that's generally for not for not every player, that's not always the best spot for Laurie. That is a good spot for him. Uh, he's an elite three-point shooter, especially from the corner. The other thing is Laurie makes most of his three-point shots uh, in an assisted fashion. Um, so he's getting the ball like in position to shoot or like coming off a screen or something like that. Uh, Lori is really good in catch and shoot opportunities. And he's also really good at coming off the screen. Um, so just quickly ran this, but Lori takes 
uh, 18% of his shots off a screen. Um, so I think that that's super important here. Uh, Matt, I know, like, has mentioned this about how coming off the screen is like it's, you know, between coming off the screen or handoffs or, you know, catch and shoot, all of that's really important for like what's the closest to like getting the ball off the rack or coming around the rack and shooting. So I think that that's all extremely important. Um, additionally, with Laurie, he's a high volume three point shooter. He's taken a lot of threes. Uh, he shoots an excellent percentage. He's shooting over 40% from three. Uh, he's shooting over 40% on catch and shoot looks. He's shooting over 40% on handoffs um, in terms of his effective field goal percentage. I think the number here is just too long. In the large part, it's because of the name value. I think like a lot of NBA people that like really watch the game, like love Laurie Marketing, they love his game. They think he's dynamic he's an awesome awesome player uh and could really elevate a team to you know maybe like a championship contender if he was paired up with other players here when you look at this aside from malik beasley i think he's probably like the least watched or like sought after watching watch player like in the contest um and it's not really a knock on him but i think that that contributes to where the odds are so to get him at two to one to reach the finals and then eight to one to win um it's kind of a way that i can like take is basically like a ladder on the three-point contest saying i think he's going to do really well in the first round um i think he's going to advance and then taking him to win the finals or win the title here i think is like the next step on top of that so if you want to stagger your bet in a little bit of a way to reflect that go for it but i do like him to win uh the three-point contest in this field okay andrew o'connor watts what what kind of deep deep numbers do you have to follow up on that (laughs) Uh, my approach was kind of process of elimination. So I, I'm looking for someone having a good shooting season. That's that's one caveat. Obviously, you got to be a good shooter. Surprise, surprise. Um, I want someone that so dynamite the, stuff, Watson. Dynamite <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so every winner, uh, not the every winner of the last ten years except for one, has shot above thirty-seven percent. So that eliminates Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard, who is the odds-on favorite. Um, I'm also looking for recent participants. Joe mentioned that a little bit. It's kind of a weird, wonky environment. Um, you That experience is helpful. You want that rhythm of having done it before. So to me, that uh, eliminates Beasley, Brunson, and Trey Young. So that leaves us with Hallie, Lowry Markinen, and Kat. Um, I don't want Hallie because he's nursing a hamstring injury. And I, you know, with such a rhythm kind of situation... I don't know how he's going to be feeling. Plus the number is just shorter. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to go and repeat what these guys just said, but uh, that leaves us with Lowry and Cat. Cat's shooting 43.6% on 5.2 attempts. Um, so, yeah, give me those two as little kind of small little bets to win it all. Or if you don't want to go that route, you could – do the reach the finals for both and and then you could possibly win both bets you can i'll, I'll say too. it for you watts who <laughs> wants to bet on cat to win anything no one wants to do that so there it is. he won cat, two years if ago it's, if it's cat and Lori, give me Lori. that's what that's that's it. where we're at but yeah he, he, cat, cat he won it two years ago no yeah no, 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 but, what, but what i'm saying is that if it comes down to two people you're going to want to root for Laurie more than you want to root for Cat, and the numbers for longer. Sure. So Dude, we're going to go. Look, we're going to go with Laurie. If, if, <laughs> if I have money on Carl Anthony Towns at six to one, I will root for Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. I mean, That's he is the greatest, damn right. greatest, greatest shooting big <laughs> man of all time. But, right? but really quick, really quick, in all seriousness, last point here on Laurie. 
there's just no pressure on him at all whatsoever in this situation. He's the dead bottom of the barrel dog in the competition. He did it last year. He has that experience now. He did it in front of the home crowd. He's just going to show up and loosely fire here. And I expect them to fall for Laurie in this comp in Indianapolis. Okay, so I will uh, – I want to touch on the Laurie thing real quick. So this is why like we always have uh, advise you to shop around. It's one of the reasons why on ActionNetwork.com and in the app you can find all the different listings for whether the, the books have these different things. And that's really important. You need to shop around because there's an 850 out there. That's great value on Lori Marketing. I can't deny that that's really good value. At a lot of books, it's plus 650 Lori and plus 600 cat. And I will just tell you that if that is like, if that's where you're shopping, the 50 cents honestly is not worth it because I will tell you this. Like, uh, so the reason that Joe's talking about handoffs and all these types of situations, when I started doing this a couple of years ago, um, sorry, a couple of years ago, I'm old. It's a decade. Um, I used to be like catch and shoot. That's what it's got to be, right? Because you're like you're standing still and you're shooting. That is not the same motion. Like that is not the same motion at all. And I don't know why I thought it was. Like any shooter will tell you that grabbing a ball from a rack and shooting it is entirely different from a player throwing it to you and catching. I actually kind of wish that they would do that, where they would actually give them guards that would just throw them passes. I think that'd be awesome. Like I would absolutely yeah. love it, and like it'd be a cool thing to be like because we could do the cap on like. Hey, his placement's actually better than the other guys. Like he's a better shooter, but the other guy's got a better passer to him. Yeah. Um, it's as like it a BP is, coach. It's like a BP yeah, coach. Exactly. In the exactly. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as it is, you're turning, you're grabbing and moving, and that's a hip movement that's not the same as if you're catching and shooting. And so that's a lot more like handoffs, which is one of the reasons that we started. I started using that in my analysis, and it's gotten us to we got us a winner. It got us to uh, a, a winner, a first, a, a final round contestant, and then uh, last year it did not work out for a number of reasons. Most important because of something that I'm going to talk about in a second with the Halley Cat. Cat's phenomenal in all of these kind of these different splits on these things, and yes, the numbers are kind of are lower, but I will just say like. Cat's incredible in his career as a handoff shooter. He's incredible as a curl shooter. So like, here's a good example off of screens. So like running that first, that first one, especially run, grab the ball, turn and shoot in those types of situations off screens. He has, he has taken more than um, all but two of the contestants and he's hit 48% of those threes this season. Uh, that's compared to Lori, who actually has the most makes of anybody in that category that's in the contest. That's at 40%. So like Lori's really efficient cats, just a little bit better. So I do think that there is like, I will just tell you, I will have a little bit on cat. Like I will have, a, I'm going to take the Lori 850 cause that number's wrong, but I do think that cats live here. I will give the Halley cap though, because the Halley cap has to do with Matt Mitchell's favorite drink in the entire world. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the official sponsor of the three-point contest. Because last year, we had absolutely boned in all of our analysis because Damian Lillard decided to just fucking rise up from the starry spots three feet behind the arc and nail him. And that was a... Yeah. Real quickly, this thing is bullshit, and I really wish they'd get rid of it. It drives me nuts. This should be a contest about, like, hey, how many threes can you make? Not like, hey... Can you hoist up some Steph Curry nonsense from fucking 58 feet and drain it? I get it's cool, and this is what the kiddos like. It really bothers me as an old man. I want the efficiency, <laughs> goddammit. But, but this is the world that we live in, and we will adjust to it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Matt Moore, this is your producer, Matt Mitchell. I'm going to stop you right here. Oh, and they're talking. 
They're discussing the podcast. Last year, while you boneheads were totally fucking up the handicap on this three-point contest, I bet Dame Lillard at 6-1 to one to win it. And because, and only because, of the delicious, ice-cold refreshment of the world's greatest lemon-lime soda, Starry, I was able to cash that ticket. Because only Starry, with its delicious flavor and influence over the NBA, only with them can a player make not as many three-pointers as his competitor and still win a contest about who can make the most three-pointers. So, I will not have any slander about Starry on this podcast because I will never be able to purchase and consume enough Starry in this life or the next to make up for how much money they made me. So, Matt Moore, if you want to keep slandering America's favorite soda, I can just have Sean Little host this podcast moving forward. Good luck, everyone. This is the world that we live in, and we will adjust to it. So guess what? Uh, the number one player this season in shots between 30 and 42 feet, Tyrese Halliburton, not Steph Curry. He has the most yeah. shots made from that range at 13 compared to Steph at 10. He is shooting. So this is one. How about this one? Tyrese Halliburton from 30 to 42 feet is shooting 46%. <laughs> he's a freak. Forty-six percent. You know he's he's plus five hundred uh, out there to make two shots from starry range in the first round. So that's I both. looked at that one as well. I almost that had that one as a, as a best bet. I'm that gonna one have, is like, kind of I'm gonna have. I'm gonna take one on the one and one on the on the two as well. Uh, I think that's gonna be a lot of Yeah, that could be a big but, differentiator. Uh, yeah. All thanks to the starry shots. Yeah, a lot of custom oh. bets uh, here on the in the action app. I'm sure they also have longest streak <laughs> of made shots. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we we have a much better market <laughs> this year than we usually get. We have a really good three point market. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to dunk contest. Let's start with Sean. Sean, who do you like for dunk? Yeah, Jalen Brown, right around that four seventy four eighty number on the board. This is purely on the fact that I I can't understand why he would enter this contest without something loaded up and ready to go. <laughs> if this guy shows up to this contest with absolutely nothing in his bag for how much people hate on this guy already being the highest paid in the league, no left. He might do all lefty dunks, honestly, just to, just to remind people that <laughs> yeah, I do have a left. He's doing all, he's doing windmills with his left and everything. But I, I feel like for, for him to be priced at almost five to one and him putting himself in this position, I think he's going to have some stuff to go. And McClung, obviously, could just blow him out of the water and just close up shop on everybody no matter what. And this is one of the, the contests where momentum is actually a really interesting thing in this contest. If you get people going early, mediocre-ish to, to, to good dunks start to, start to look and feel elite because of maybe a dunk you did one or two turns ago. So I'm going to go with... Jalen Brown, I think the price is off. I think he's going to be ready to go and have something practiced and ready, and I'm excited to see what he does. This is about his name being in in peril if he goes out here and embarrasses himself <laughs> more than it already is. I'll tell you this. I haven't looked at – every time I see I, – I, I'm not – I probably shouldn't even say this on, on, on record, but I will. I haven't looked at Jericho Sims the same since, <laughs> since the dunk contest and him not being able to pull out that piece of paper and open it up. And show everybody that it was supposed to be a 50. Every time I see him at the Gardens, it's like one of the first or second thing I think of. I'm like, man, that fucking dunk contest. That was nasty stuff. 
So Jalen Brown is going to come out ready to go on a Saturday night. I'm going to yeah, go with the plus 470, that, plus 480. It's too much on the line. It's character. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. By the way, I want to give Joe Delera um, some credit here for like a Nick is involved in All Star Saturday Night and he didn't take him. I'm very proud of you <laughs> for not taking Jalen Brunson in three point contest and just constantly taking Nick's. You Mac McClung, which you got him in an absurd number because you're the kind of sicko that hops on openers in the dunk contest. Uh, you got him in a plus number. He's the favorite now. Why do you like Mac to win this thing? Yeah, I mean, look, like he opened at plus 160, which is insane. Mind-numbingly dumb number. Uh, Here we are, minus like 190 or so in the market. I still think that that's the best bet for the dunk contest. Like, I think that when you look at this, like, Jaime, like what, like what dunks have you seen from these guys? Like Jaime's not like necessarily like the biggest dunker. I think Jalen Brown, like I get Sean's cap. Like I understand like having a superstar. Maybe he gets like a little bit of a boost from like the judges based on that. You know, like being that he is the biggest name here. Um, Jacob Toppin, like I, I don't see it. Like he, I don't think he learned that much from Obi. So look, Mac McClung by far the best dunker in this group. He that's he lives and breathes dunking. Uh he's in, you know, he's in the Rising Stars challenge. Uh you, you know, he's in like one of the teams that they have for like some of the G League teams. He's in there. But like this is his bread and butter. He won last year. You know that this is like what he has lived like his life to do is dunk. And you know like last year he did not go nearly all the way into his bag. He's got so many more dunks ready to go like I, I've ne- like I can't think of a dunk that any of the other three—Jalen Brown, Jacob Toppin, or Jaime Jaquez—has had in an NBA game where I was like, "That should be in a dunk contest." Whereas like Mac McClung, like every time he touches the ball, the only thing I think he's going to do is dunk the basketball in some absurd fashion. So I'll buy, I'll lay the juice. I think the minus one ninety is still arguably short. Um, I think that he is by far the favorite in the contest. Uh, I, I think that he's got to win. I'm not going to go against Joe. I like Obi a lot, but I do this every year where I wind up going for the guy that has like the most athletic, violent dunks because that's the dunks that I prefer. Like, I like guys that try and absolutely kill the rim. Like, I want you to have absolutely, I want your intent to be to destroy the rim in every single way. I like those dunks that leave you like (laughs) taking a step back with the power and, and authority that they dunk with. But those guys a lot of the times don't win. Um, I like Toppin a lot as a dunker, but I've also, I think I've bet on him every year he's been in it, and I don't think it's been good for me. Uh, so I will just go ahead and I will tell Joe on this one. Um, finally, to wrap up, uh, skills competition. If you're a sicko and like me, you, you want to bet the skills competition. Hold on, really quick. Uh, Matt, I'm going to go Matt, ahead. Matt, yeah. really quick. So are you Dominique or Kemp? Kemp, 100%. 100%. Kemp is, Kemp 100%. is the most. Yeah, hundred percent. Kemp is is the most terrifying dunker I've ever seen. Like the so if awesome. you watch go if, if you were a youngster, just hop on the old YouTube's on your phones 
and look up Sean Kemp dunk, dunk highlights because there is absolutely nothing like it. You will not see anything like it. Not Blake Griffin, not anyone. There is nothing like Sean Kemp and the way that he used to try and destroy opponents, the rim, the backboard, the structure of the arena, uh, the surrounding infrastructure of the city. Like Kemp <laughs> tried to level city blocks when he dunked. Um, and that's the rain man. That was, oh man, God, he was so awesome. good. Had, I had, I had my, my biggest card collection was Alonzo Mourning, who's my favorite player of all time. My second biggest card collection was Sean Kemp. I had so many Sean Kemp cards when I was a kid. Respect uh, right. that. <laughs> the uh, skills competition. So there's three teams for those of you that don't know. Um, there's team top picks, which is Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Webanyama. There's Team All-Stars, Scotty Barnes, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. And there's Team Pacers, which is Hallie, Benedict Matherin, and Miles Turner. So the All-Stars don't have a big, which is um, one of the reasons why I'm pretty surprised that Team Top Picks is plus 140. Little little yeah. surprised at that, um, especially with the fact that like those guys, like Anthony Edwards, not a speed racer. Now, I will say, like, one of the things that's very big here is what, how they grade the dunk contest or the skills contest is, like, you don't, Sometimes, like, you don't even have to complete the things. You just, like, throw it, and then you just keep, like, oh, you missed it. You just keep going, and then they judge it based off of the time. So, like, this is a pretty funky thing to bet on. But I will just say this. Um, Indiana, so I got into town today, and Indiana, like, Hallie's everywhere. They're doing more with the Pacers here than they do for a lot of events uh, at, at various cities. Like, the Bulls were not as present in Chicago, and they didn't need to be because that's a major city, and the Bulls are a big enough brand. Um it was also one of the best all-star games I've ever been to is Chicago. Um, you go to LA, it's not like that because it's LA and blah, 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 blah. Um, but here, like, <laughs> Hallie's everywhere. Like, they had a huge welcome event with the Pacers today. There's signage everywhere with Hallie. Like, there's, like, a real thing here. And quite honestly, this is an opportunity for Halliburton to put himself on a stage and raise his brand awareness and, like – betting on brand awareness may sound like the lamest thing possible, but think about it. What do you want in these competitions? You want guys that really want to win. Like, that's what you want. Like, I think there's a little bit of value on Tyrese Halliburton for, for we're going to get to that in a second. I think there's a little bit of value on yeah. him for all-star MVP because I, I yeah. genuinely think Hallie's going to fucking go for it. Like Hallie's young. Yeah. Hallie still has a lot to prove. Hallie's is being showcased. Like he's the center of, the, of all this stuff. So all that combined with the fact that, you know, the the top picks to me have a lot of problems in the skills department and the all-stars. I don't know how fast they're going to go. And the Pacers at least have some chemistry together. I'll go with team Pacers here at uh, a plus number in the market at there's a plus 200 hanging out there for them. Uh, let's go to the all-star game. Um, we can, you can do all-star MVP. You can do the score. You can do side total, whatever you want. Let's go around the horn and we're just going to give it. And then we'll do the cap. <laughs> Uh, we'll start with Sean Little. Sean, what's your best bet for Sunday's All-Star game? Give me the Eastern Conference plus 125, 130, depending on where you're looking. Okay. Uh, Joe Dallaire. Uh I like the Western Conference uh, minus two and a half, minus three. Um, I like – yeah, I like uh, Luka Doncic under 11.5 points, which is just sick. And then uh, if I, I, have some, I have some MVP darts, but uh, I, do like, I do like a sprinkle on Hallie. I think you have to do it. Uh, Andrew O'Connor Watts, what's your best bet for Sunday? 
I like Steph Curry over five and a half threes and a okay. little sprinkle on SGA MVP. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton 16 to one to win all-star MVP. That's going to be my best bet. I'm just on Halley. He's got to win something this week. He's going to go over. I'm just cursed the shit out of Tyrese Halliburton here. Um, <laughs> please stretch, Halley. I don't want you to get hurt because I bet on you all, this, all these ways. Um, really interesting market. Oh, before we get – I should have mentioned this. Uh, Sabrina is facing off against Steph Curry on Saturday night in a three-point shootout. Um I'm doing a, a whole breakdown on that for Action Network in the app. Um, there's like, I will give you the, the short version here. There's actually value on Sabrina. And you're gonna be like, really? Really? And yeah, no, there actually is because Sabrina genuinely, I looked at her shot chart. She genuinely can shoot from NBA range. She genuinely can keep up with Steph. Like that's how good Sabrina is. Sabrina can definitely win this. She should not be plus 200. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Sean here. I, I love this with you and, and Joe on opposite sides. Uh, Sean, give me the, like the real good, give me that good all-star handicap <laughs> for what's yeah. going to give the Eastern Conference the edge in what will be a, a rigorous, tough battle between two great teams. Yeah, and if uh, Memphis can win as we record this tonight, you can start looking at some Giannis, some Giannis slips as well. Maybe Giannis will <laughs> try to try to win a game. Maybe let's make it the All Star game to get back <laughs> on the right track. Him and Dame Lillard. Uh, but I'm going to go with the East. I I was to be honest, I was shocked that when I saw the opening number, I was shocked it was so short because I initially was like, this has to be like five five and a half, four and a half, five and a half to to the West. So when I saw it open as low as one and a half. I saw two, depending on where it was. But I think the the East has a few more heads that just care a little more potentially about this game. And Giannis has proven that over the years that he does like to compete in this spot. And that's really it. I think there's more guys just on the East that care. Even just a lot of guys that are are catching a lot of slander. uh, How about this? There's a couple more chips on the shoulders of the guys in the East. Trey Young. Jalen Brunson's first game, Giannis has taken this contest very seriously throughout the years. So with the number came out a little shorter than I than I thought it would be, that kind of gave me a little pause and that made me look at the East. And I just take the money line because I'm not I'm not trying to think I'm not worried <laughs> about the spread in a in a in a fucking all-star game. So I'm gonna go with the East to take it more seriously than a lot of guys in the West. In the West. Joe? Your counter. Uh, so I get, I get, I kind of get what Sean's getting at because uh, I, I know that there are a number of guys on the Western Conference team, namely Luka and Jokic, who I think just don't really care about the All Star game that much. And you have Giannis on the Eastern side, who is just an absolute hardo, like literally number one in points per game in the All Star game. So, um, I, I understand that part from my perspective, just looking at the game, I think that the West has a lot of guys that can kind of come off the bench that would care uh and that would actually really be trying so like obviously you have lebron and steph who i think like just really like the idea of playing with each other and then like lebron hasn't really gotten to play with durant uh either in the all-star game so i think that like this is like a cool opportunity for lebron to play with you know with KD, play with steph play with booker um because he hasn't really gotten to draft these guys a lot of times before um so i do think that that's always something that and they have great chemistry you know the offense is going to churn with them and then he likes i think he likes to play in the all-star game 
Um, then you have obviously the bench. You know, you have Anthony Davis. Anthony Edwards is always going to try. Um, you have, and then Carl Anthony Towns, incredible big off the bench. Um, and then you, obviously the two Clippers between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I think to me, like when I look at this Western Conference team, I think that they're much deeper. I think a lot of it has to do with whether or not they like care. But I think that if at the end of the day it comes down to like, hey, like LeBron and Steph, you guys go out there and win this game at the end of the game. I think it can definitely happen. Like if if it's close, like that's the combo that you want to see out there. Um, whereas you know the the East is on a number of injury replacements at this point. Um, they're without a number of their big guys. It's the first All Star appearance for a lot of players. Um, so I think that you know that atmosphere can kind of get to players a lot of the time. So I, I just like I like what the Western Conference is bringing. They they really don't have any replacements there. Uh, so I so I do like the spot for for the West. I'm looking at last year's kind of box score, um, which obviously was not the same because it's not east. It wasn't east west. It was they picked teams. Um, I will say so. If I could right now, I would bet a lot on LeBron to win next year's All Star game. Like I would love it if they just posted. You know how we get like finals? We get like the finals odds after they win the finals <laughs> yeah. for the next year. I want that for the All Star game. I want All Star game MVP <laughs> after this All Star game so I can bet on LeBron. Because there's like a, a very not a very um, there is a not majority not better than fifty percent but a good chance that that's his last All Star game and LeBron is fucking winning All Star MVP in his last oh, All Star yeah. game um, yeah so I don't I, I think what's interesting on, on on the side is Kawhi had that adductor and I haven't heard anything Joe I think it's probably possible at least that he doesn't play in this one. Yeah, um, which is not like it's a it's not a huge thing, right? But it's like a little thing where the West um, is a little short stacked anyway, and yeah. that might be a little bit of a problem any uh, overall. Um, I do think that the East has more kind of guys that won't play as much. Like Paolo Bancaro is not going to play a lot in this game. Tyrese Maxey's not going to play a lot in this game. Like there's guys that just basically are in the All Star game and they get their fair share of minutes to be like, hey, you played in an All Star game. But, like, this is not for you. <laughs> and that's yeah. Scotty Barnes, Paolo Bancaro, Bama DeBio, Tyrese Maxey. Like, Donovan Mitchell might play a shit ton. And he, like, he would be a, 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 a not insane all-star pick or um, MVP pick because Donovan can absolutely go off. Say his um, name, Matt. Say his I name. Like Ty- Matt, say his name. Jalen Brunson. Say it. Say it, Matt. Say Jalen Brunson. Say, say Jalen Brunson is no, going to get a bunch Jaylen, of minutes and he's going to have a great game. J- Jalen belongs. Jalen's <laughs> very good. Um, <laughs> pretty good. He's good. And so he's pretty good. And so, but might even say an all star. Um, if I like Tyrese, I kind of need to go with the East here, right? So it's just kind of like I can't yeah. really, I can't justify being like, hey, if, if I like Tyrese Halliburton to win All Star MVP, then I can't be like, oh yeah, I can win it if they lose. That's not going to happen. So, no. um, I, I also I'm going to just I do this every year. I fucking hate this game. I'm like the worst <laughs> hater of all for this. I'm like the most, and it's not like a new thing. I will say this. This is not something that happened as I got older. I've always fucking hated this game. Uh, I just, I like basketball when guys try. It's really good. Basketball is really awesome when guys try. If you want the best proof of that, how about the end season tournament? Remember the end season tournament? Remember the, remember the, the, the darling days of the end season tournament when we knew both teams were going to try and guys were going to compete. Remember how great those games were? Yeah. Uh, all right. Watts. Give me your uh, all-star game MVP cap. Uh, I mean, for Shea, it's uh, pretty simple for me. I mean, he's having a dominant season. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, excellent analysis once again. 
He's very good at basketball. Um, <laughs> but seriously, the last 10 winners uh, have been in the, in the top 10 in scoring. Uh, one, one outlier, Kyrie Irving, was 13th, scoring 21 and a half points per game. Uh, generally goes to a high-volume scorer in the regular season. Shea's third, uh, drop it, uh, averaging 31.1 per game. Um, and he's having a regular season MVP type season. Uh, I just see, I could see him taking over this game. And, and I think at 14 to one, that's just too long. Uh, for Curry, this is kind of just, I mean, six threes, he scored seven, he scored nine, seven, nine, and 11 in his last regular season games where, Teams are actually playing defense and trying to stop him from scoring. They actually care somewhat. So in a game with none of that, no defense, I mean, I think he could get six in like the first quarter. Like he could just be, I mean, he's just going to be hoisting. It's, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I just think it's low. I mean, obviously it's pretty chalky, right? Threes for Curry. What a surprise. But um, I mean, it's just one of those where he could get it like I said, immediately. So give me Steph Curry over five and a half threes. Joe, can you give me the Doncic cap real quick? Yeah, so Luca, what I noticed is actually in the four All-Star games that he's played, he's only scored eight, 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 and four points. Um, he huh. doesn't really shoot the ball. Um, he's the most minutes he's played. He played 32 minutes back in 2021. But aside from that, he's played 18, 25, and 19. It's just like, it's really been an odd spot. Like he doesn't, he just doesn't seem to like – I don't know if it's like he doesn't care about it or like he just doesn't get the run or like if it's a co- – like if somebody's making a call saying like don't play Luca. Like I don't know what exactly it is, but he just doesn't – he doesn't even see a lot of volume. Like his assists are good. He's got four, eight, three, and five. Um, he doesn't really rebound. Um, so – and he's not really getting to the free throw line is the other thing because they're not calling fouls. So the opportunities there for him are, I think, a little bit more limited. And he actually winds up taking almost all of his shots from three-point range, which we know that Luka can make threes, but he is not necessarily the best volume three-point shooter. So um, I I just like the idea of taking an under on him when you do have other guys in the Western Conference that, like, I think do want to play – do care about playing. So it's like if Luca just doesn't really want to, then like he doesn't really want to. So then it's like, uh, so I, I wanted to look at who's like in a good spot right now, right? Like who's, who's playing very well right now since January 15th. So in the last month, the leading scorer, no surprise, seven games played was Embiid at 38 yeah. points. Uh, I just want to be very clear on here. Joel Embiid would have won this MVP if he was healthy. He would have won it um, because the Eastern Conference would have force fed him to get yeah. him All Star MVP. Like that would have happened. Um, so it sucks for Joel that he's missing out on that award as well. Doncic is second. Doncic has averaged thirty six points per game since it's January fifteenth. Yeah, thirty six points per game. Uh, Third's <laughs> actually Curry at thirty three. So Steph's in a good spot here. Guess who's fourth, guys? Jalen Brunson. 32 and a half points. My guy. <laughs> so, Knicks, Knicks fans uh, could be excited. Uh, Shea is next at fifth at 30. Giannis is, is, is uh, sixth at 29. And right behind him is a pretty intriguing uh, MVP 
spot. I gotta look up the number real quick because I just thought of this. Um, yeah, so at twelve to one, Devin Booker, who's averaging twenty nine points since January fifteenth and yeah. over thirty in the month of February. Devin yeah. can score. Devin can pass. So Devin can can get a bunch of assists in this game. Uh, that might be my Western Conference play. I might give out like I might bet Halley on the East side and Booker on the West side, yeah. and do it that way because I, I actually genuinely would not be surprised if uh, Devin has a pretty big game in this spot because he, he's just playing really like one. He's just playing really great right now. Like he is. This is a good time for him to play. Now he has a reserve, so that makes it tougher. Like I think Shea is a great is a great bet by Watts. I think that's a, a phenomenal spot. It's always so one of the things I think is interesting is you kind of you have to have the respect of the other guys who are going to give you the runway. Like they won't freeze you out, but there's like a hierarchy in All-Star games. Yeah. And I don't know if Jay is there or not. I just don't know. Um he's not like 22. He's not he's he's older than Halley. Um but it does feel like Hallie is very embraced by everybody. Um, yeah. I just don't and, know yeah. where Shea's at on that end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, he's coming off a first-team All-NBA. And I think part of it is, too, you have to take the runway as well. Sometimes guys will be like, oh, I guess this dude's really trying to make an impact in this game. Let's try to get yep. him the rock. I, I never feel yeah, like exactly. people yeah. are selfish, like I, I'm not giving him the rock here. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's like this. Like I've seen it multiple times with Giannis where he's just like, playing ultra aggressive like all right bro here you go here's the rock you go do you go do whatever you <laughs> like, want I you get go hurt. Run up and down. yeah go run up and down and dunk everything you look like you want to win this so yeah here you go Giannis. go go do your thing so yeah. i think uh there was like i'm not taking the shoulder bump from Giannis in the all-star yeah, i don't exactly. need that today yeah, no. i'm gonna I mean, go ahead and let him finish Russ made two, con- uh, won two consecutive yeah. all-star mvps if that tells you what kind of profile wins this one yeah, so, yeah, and like Jokic, yeah, Jokic I mean, is, and look, well, yeah, I will Jokic. say that when he when he won it, Russ was also awesome. Like Russ was those totally. were the two years where Russ was Russ yeah. was phenomenal. Um, so I don't know, it's it's interesting. Um, but by the way, any those of you out there may be like, this is uh, look at it this way. Those of you that bet the All Star Game regularly, be like, no, I'm not gonna do. Who who the fuck would do that? I'm just trying to help out the help out the audience here. Do not bet on Nikola Jokic under any circumstances. Do not. You can bet his under. Don't, even, don't, don't bet his overs. You can bet Eight his unders. That's it. Eight and a half points. This is – and I will say that there's probably something like that for Luka here too. This is what's really fast. I think this is a, a whole other thing we could talk about. But like the stuff that Joe just talked about with how, how Luka plays in these All-Star games, um, they asked him he – was, he was on JJ's show – and he was asked, like, what's kind of prepared you coming off of that last year's disappointment and all of these types of things? And he was like, honestly, I was just really excited to play for the Slovenian team. Like, they have a different mindset. You know, and what's interesting is, like, Luka has a very NBA game. Jokic does not have a very NBA game. Luka has a very NBA game. He's heliocentric. Yeah. He draws a lot of fouls. He takes a lot of step backs. Like, Luka is a very NBA player. Um, and I'll also, also say, like, Luca is amongst the people that they will, that the guys love. Like, everyone loves Luca. So, but do not, under any circumstances, bet 
Nicole Jokic. All right, that's going to do it for Buckets. My thanks to Joe Delera, Andrew O'Connor Watts, and Sean Little for giving us the best bets for this weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with a futures look. We're going to have a big extravaganza. We'll have a lot of folks uh, chiming in with their outlook for the second half of the season, some playoff odds, etc. I'm going to have some win total analysis. You can still get win totals, and I got some edges that I found today at the airport doing uh, working on those. Uh, my thanks to Matt Mitchell, our producer tonight. Ba- the the number one starry drinker in America, Matt Mitchell, for producing this episode. Uh, and our video team for getting this up on YouTube.com slash The Action Network. We'll see you guys again on Monday. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. Until then, let's get some All-Star buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.